disturbing. Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with two of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, we have the punctual one, Wesley. Where are my arms and legs? <laughs> and the commentator, Andrew. So much for peace. So, just us three tonight, Blake, Wesley, and Andrew, and we're going to give you a heck of a show. Um, how are you guys doing? We just got done playing a Madden game, uh, me and Andrew. He, he whooped me there at the end. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I wouldn't say whooped. It was it was an even match until the fourth quarter. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. So, if you like Madden, check out our Twitch, Dork Wars Podcast Twitch, because every once in a while we will stream those games and commentate. Um, we have a couple of British commentators that come on. It's always a good time. I think our Twitch is Dork Wars Gaming. Is that right? Dork Wars Gaming. Dork Wars Gaming. That's correct. Thank you for the catch there, Wesley. <laughs> Not only is he punctual, he also has facts. So without further ado, let's get into the news for the evening. And now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this, whoever you are. So first off in our nerd news, I want to talk about the uh, the Quantum Manium trailer. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Manium. Did you guys see that trailer at all? Quantum Media? Uh, I think I saw it in theaters, if that counts. Well, I mean, it's, it's the trailer. Well, it's the new trailer. It's a new trailer. Like, it just came out last new week. New one? Oh. Uh, yeah, we get to see, like, more Kang. And... Yeah, I'm a huge Paul Rudd fan. I think it's going to be great. I mean, he's every time he's been in any Avengers scene, he's stolen the scene. I mean, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, Paul Rudd does an amazing job as Ant-Man. Uh, think about Ant-Man. He's like a, what? c-class hero maybe and now he is yeah pretty popular because of paul rudd the way he plays him and i think that's the that's the truth for all of the avengers characters when they get their own movies and stuff like thor i guess you would i guess in marvel thor would be like an a tier i'm just gonna go out there and say it that ant-man is my favorite marvel character really i mean i, I can see why <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just got to say, because, hmm, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't. That's kind of random. Maybe not favorite. Okay, that's like a strong word. But, like, I... Like, he, he's in your he top five? Ant- yeah, top he's five. Your, I would agree with that. He's in your top eight, dude. He's in your top eight. <laughs> like, MySpace profile is, like, top eight friends. Is my Marvel profile? <laughs> is Tom? Is Tom still your friend in your top eight? Oh, Tom's always in my... Tom is my number one. So that I can avoid everybody trying to fight for number one. You know what I mean? It's an easy way out. Yeah. Well, I mean, with all of us dorks uh, vying for that position, uh, I get it. But it would definitely be me. Top friends was a good way to flirt with girls because you move them up to number one on your friends list. And that was that was a big deal. That was important. Oh, yeah. It was almost as good as holding hands, man. Mm-hmm. Back in middle going, school. Going oh, yeah. Frisk, you know. Put, All right, that was unnecessary. <laughs> We're talking about kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 
She's a child. <laughs> what if she kisses her twin brother, Andrew? No, I want to see him make out with Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. But this trailer, we get a lot of uh, Ant-Man and Kang interacting. And I think this might be the original point where Kang uh, goes into the the other multiverses and starts killing off his other selves and other people so he can be the one ruler of the multiverse. I don't have high hopes for it, but I also don't have low hopes for it. At this point, it's just another Marvel movie to me, and I think it will be entertaining, and I don't think it'll be any more than that. Fair point. But if it is, I'll be excited. In other news, Jedi Battle Scars comes out on March 7th, 2023, written by Sam Maggs, and it is a prequel to the new Star Wars Jedi Survivor video game due to come out, I believe, in May? Or maybe it's coming out in March. I don't remember. I'm a bad host, but we'll, we'll figure it out. What kind of uh, media is it? It's a book. It's a book. Oh, and it's a prequel? Yeah, it's... It's about the events that take place between Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, the two video games. Mm-hmm. That sounds exciting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, maybe we'll get some backstory on the guy in the tube. The guy with the really long hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't I know, know Dietrich will be excited. I'm pretty... I don't think anybody knows who it is. No, I mean, he's. I've never seen him before. I'm pretty stoked. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, we might all also find out what happened with Maris, the uh, the Dothamirian girl. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and the adventures that our friends have been going on for, you know, the past, I guess, five years. I think it's five years after or three years after the first game. So it'd be pretty interesting. So is this still like surrounding Carl, whatever his last name is, <laughs> the, the, the redhead? Carl? Uh, Jedi. Carl? Carl Weathers. <laughs> Cal Kestis. Carl. It's Cal uh, Kestis. Carl. 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 Is, Carl. Is this about Carl? Carl. Carl. Carl is Cal No, my Cal favorite Kestis character is... Carl Kestis. You think they're going to be bring Grease back? The little, the little uh, dumpy green General bearded Grievous. man. He... <laughs> Not General Grievous. Grease nuts. Yeah, Grease Jittus. <laughs> yeah, the guy that owns the ship that they all uh, fly <laughs> on. I think so. I, I love when Star Wars introduces goofy characters that are like, they flirt the line with goofy and serious. Kind of like the Bad Batch. Kind of like the Bad Batch, which we will be talking about later. But yeah, he's he's a funny little guy, but he's also like really serious. He's always worried that they're going to get blown up or killed or something. And he's a new species. I don't know exactly what species he is, but this one I haven't seen previous to Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know, just off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure it's a Latero male. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's a male Latarian? No, it's called, uh, I think they're, yeah, they're actually called Latero. I don't know how to pronounce okay. it, to be honest with you. But I think I think it's the first time we've been introduced to this species. It's pretty cool. 
and some other we got some some more dorky news out there for you guys uh dork wars the podcast has a youtube channel and our youtube channel dork wars the youtube channel has uh released its first like video first like normal video not a live but just a video and we talk about um a clone uprising happening in the bad batch i think it's going to be uh, pretty cool. It's a cool watch. So if you get a little bit of time, go check out Dork Wars YouTube page, and you can see me talk about a uh, a clone upright. Dork Wars the podcast has a merchandise store. Merchandising. Merchandising. What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. We've got Dork Wars the T-shirt, Dork Wars the hoodie. Dork Wars the Coffee Mug, and even Dork Wars the Riot Racing Speeder. That's not true. We do not have the technology uh, to make a Riot Racing Speeder. I wish we did. That'd be pretty cool, but we do not. Yeah, it's too bad. But uh, check our stuff out anyways. We have stuff you can wear, stuff you can drink out of, um, all sorts of cool stuff. So go wear Dork Wars the Podcast anywhere you go. You can find that. On our website, dorkwarspodcast.com, there's a link. You can type in Dork Wars Linktree, and there you can find our merchandise store. You can find anywhere that we podcast. You can find our YouTube channel. You can find our TikTok, our Facebook, our Twitter, all that stuff. So go check out dorkwarspodcast.com. Dork Wars the Podcast is also part of the Red 5 Network. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, Visit bio.link slash red5. Tonight, we will be talking about Bad Batch Season 2, Episodes 3 and 4. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. They call themselves the Bad Batch. And before we get started, I have to issue a spoiler warning. If you have not seen the Bad Batch Episodes 3 and 4, stop this podcast. Go watch those Bad Batch episodes and then come back and listen to us talk about them because we're about to have a ton of fun, but don't want to spoil you. Attention. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. From here on out, we're going to assume that you have watched these two episodes and just talk about them. We're not going to go play by play. We're not going to go in order of events. We're just going to talk about these episodes. We probably will talk about um, episode three and then talk about episode four. We're not going to get crazy, but uh, we're not going to go in any particular order. So let's start with the first scene. <laughs> That's funny because we said we're not going in order. Act one, scene one. So first off, guys, uh, what do we think of this, this episode in general? The solitary clone episode three. Um, Andrew, I'm coming to you first, man. How do I put this? This is the best episode of Bad Batch I've ever seen. And I wish and I hope that they continue to prove me wrong in my theory of filler, non-filler, filler, non-filler. They're building story. It's really dark. And I love it. Wesley, what are your general thoughts on the solitary clone? In general, I I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I'm right there with Andrew, and I thought it was a pretty, if not like one of the top ba- Bad Batch episodes we've seen. 
from season one and season two. Right from the get-go, we uh, start off on Desert's, and, you know, we see this governor there, and, you know, I was impressed by her. I liked her, just, like, her strength, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all that. I agree. I'm going to agree with Wesley, who agrees with Andrew, about this being the best Bad Batch episode I have ever seen. Um, I think this episode might go up there as some of my favorite uh, Star Wars animation. Because yeah, this is this it gets deep, man. This is mm-hmm. an incredible episode, and I think it's funny because most of the Bad Batch only one one member of the Bad Batch is even in this episode. So, um, for it to be the best, you know, kind of crazy, but definitely my favorite episode so far of the Bad Batch seasons one or two. Um, it gets dark, it gets deep. You really you really start asking yourself questions about the motives of the clones and what's going to happen, you know, what's going to happen now. So I think it's a great episode because it makes you think and makes you want to see more of that story. So let's, let's get right into it. Um, we see Cody and Crosshair team up. Like, when did you ever think this was going to happen? I I never saw this. well, I guess when I saw the trailer, I thought maybe perhaps, but I thought Cody was going to be more of his own thing. But no, it teams up with Crosshair. Yep, I really enjoyed Cody's arc or his story in this episode because um, we really haven't seen Cody for what is it, eighteen years now since the Return of the Sith. Revenge yeah, Sith, yeah, and last time we saw him, he became like the villain because he he turned on Obi Wan Kenobi and tried to sh- try to shoot him and kill him. Yeah, and but now we see like a more sympathetic side of him. Yeah, it's not just more sympathetic; it's more human. I mean, he's becoming, he's growing up. Like, how old is he in real life? Twenty, twenty, twenty-two, something like that. Are you talking about his actual age or his clone? Like his yeah, his actual age. age. His actual age. He's it, only a, probably about ten. Like an oh okay oh okay Maybe between okay. ten and fifteen. Yeah, I misunderstood. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I guess that even that could still track in what theory I'm going with. I mean, he's growing up. You know what I mean? He's experienced life, but he has an accelerated brain as well, so his brain matures faster too. So I mean, he's really like in his twenties. That's true. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, I don't know then. I don't know. I mean, because you're right. I mean, it does seem like his character does change, and he's he's seeing that as a human, he's got consequences, you know? I don't think, I don't think he changes, though. I think this is on track with Cody's character. I mean, we see, see it all throughout the Clone Wars. He, this is Cody. Mm. This is the Cody that we watched for years on um, six seasons of Clone Wars. I don't think he was in season seven. If he was, it was very, very brief. So, you know, I I think this is getting back to who Cody really is. And it seems to me that he's regretting Order 66. Like, I think he regrets turning on Obi-Wan and shooting at him. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is another example of that the inhibitor chip seems to be wearing off. We saw some of that in the um, last episode. and. And I think this is another example of it. And even last season, I mean, we, we saw some of this. I don't know if it's wearing off or if they're overcoming the chip or I don't know what's going on. And I, I want to know. I want the answers to that. 
that's one of those like technological answers that we don't always get in Star Wars. But I hope they explain it. And I think I think Disney's actually been been better for Star Wars for explaining things. Because I think we get explanations now where we used to not. So let's uh let's find out what yeah. these inhibitor chips are about. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the explanations we get are gonna be in books and stuff. Um so we gotta start. I me personally I really need to start reading some of these books that are coming out. Yeah, or look at the spoilers. There is a theme of this happening this season, so um yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be more more of this to come. Yeah. I do want to uh mention something, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But there is a scene where Governor Tawny mentions that I think she and another separatist met at a pe- yeah. for like a peace treaty, and I'm pretty sure it's um Mina Bonteri. Yeah, it is. Who's in the Clone Wars? Wars. It was a clone. That was that was a Clone Wars episode where she meets, um, with the Republic to, uh, to propose a peace deal. I mean, that's that's referencing an actual episode of Clone Wars, which is kind of crazy how deep they're going. Yeah, Tony Ames, I don't think is even in that episode of Clone Wars, but it's a good name drop, and and a look back at the show. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and like, like, there's a lot of callbacks to Clone Wars. I mean, Cody, big, big character in the Clone Wars. Um, callback to that episode of Clone Wars. All the battle droids we see in this episode. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like an episode of Clone Wars. Yeah, can we talk about that real quick? Like this supposedly um, remote planet of of uh, what's it called Desits or De- yeah Desits. Yeah. Anyway, this remote planet has all this uh, separatist military equipment just lying around well i don't think they ever got rid of it and they were a part of they're they're a part of the movement they're part of the cis and you know they're still fighting the war apparently even though you know not really but they they kept their battle droids i do like that you see some battle droids in here i love the battle droids i love they're just so silly the clankers follow orders they're just <laughs> it's so silly clankers yeah but i'll tell you though it's a good contrast because the battle droids have to follow orders when you beam something to a battle droid they do it because they're robots the um clones while in episode two when you're on camino and you're introduced to them for the first time uh the head guy the head kimonoian guy it was like they will take and follow any order but we are seeing here that they really do not. They all have their own personalities. They're, you know, the clones are supposed to be carbon copies of Jango Fett. They're all supposed to act the same, be the same, follow orders the same. But when you watch Clone Wars or you watch episode three, they, some of them got different haircuts. Some of them get tattoos. They're all vying for their own identity. They're all vying for a personality and that's another reason. They don't follow orders all the time. They're now questioning their orders. I think the battle droids in this episode are a great contrast to what the clones were meant to be, but aren't. Good soldiers question orders. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's not the line. Well, But they are. The good soldiers <laughs> are starting to question orders because they don't jive with the Empire. Yeah, I really like how they're showing because this is something this has always been a topic of debate. I feel like it's even in clerks like are does is everybody that's part of the Empire 
guilty? Are the contractors guilty? I mean, I, you know, after working in construction business and contracting business, I think contractors know what they're getting themselves into personally when they sign up for these jobs. So I believe they're guilty. But also looking into this, only the people on the inside are seeing that it's bad. You know, you're, you're not right, seeing right. that everybody on the outside. There's only people that know it's bad. Well, you and, know, and in this episode, Cody doesn't even know that he's doing bad at first. Like he thinks he's on a mission to help make that planet of Desix safe. Like he's bringing them into the fold that you're going to be safe under the empire. It's not until the end where, um, Tony Ames gets shot that we find out that he's, he, that's, that's the tipping point for him. Then he's like, nah, this isn't for me. They're not doing the. Yeah. yeah. And to that point, um, a lot of times, you know, if you're hired for a job, but you don't necessarily know the bigger picture or what's what's yeah. looming behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's 100 percent true. I mean, that's that's the that's what's difficult about it. Like, you don't realize those types of things. But I think this show is doing such a great job of like n- n- the nuances of the show are coming through. Yeah. And it seems way more adult than i expected it to be yeah this episode especially yes uh i agree so those contractors andrew do you think they they were uh they were uh lured in under the guise of the happy star they were they were uh doing work <laughs> on the happy star it's like a disney world in the sky oh no <laughs> oh boy come see mickey mouse i guarantee you it's just they were they were the 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 cheap space people, man. There were some yeah. some stragglers <laughs> who just would do it for no money, do it yeah, for probably. for the housing. That's right. This is this has been one of my favorite episodes, Solitary Clone. We haven't even talked much about Crosshair. Um, funnily enough, uh, I think this was more of a Cody thing. So even though I said there was one part of the Bad Batch there, it really, I mean, it was about Crosshair. But I, f- I felt like Cody's Cody's arc was the most interesting. And his, his back and forth were crosshair at the beginning, right before they go on the mission, and at the end, where yeah. uh, he talks about the Bad Batch, how the Bad Batch turned their backs on the Empire. Rex is gone now. And Crosshair's like, oh, yeah, they're all traitors, just like the Jedi. And that's when you see Cody kind of flip the switch, you know? And, and that's what makes me think that he's he's really questioning whether Order sixty six was the right move. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the, yeah. I I think this is a good example of maybe to a degree that uh, Crosshair and Cody are sort of foil characters um, because, like you just said, you could see some doubt or questioning from Cody, and then you know, at the end is he went AWOL and left. Um, so, yeah. you know, I can sort of verified it. Um, but then meanwhile, Crosshair is, is still, at, at times you think he's questioning the empire, which he might be, he might be questioning it because they did leave him with 32 cycles on Camino. So would still, yeah. yeah. So I'm still trying to see what, what's going to unfold with that. Yeah. I, I don't know because we know what. We don't know, but he says that his inhibitor chip isn't in anymore. I don't know if I believe that because he is so he's he's serving the empire to a fault. And I like the mystery behind it because it does seem like he's against the empire in a way because he he doesn't do exactly what they say all the time. And he's 
he's vying for position. I think it's it's about politics too. Um, but I don't know. I don't know his motives, and I think I think it's interesting to not know the motives of the bad guy or an antagonist. I don't know if he's necessarily the bad guy. And let me ask you guys this: Why does all the why why do all the other clones hate Crosshair? Why do they not want to sit with him at lunch or? You know what's the deal with that? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I think he's, I think he's like a ultimate. I think he's like the ultimate badass. Dude. I don't think it's people don't like him. I think people are scared of him. No, I, I think he's intimidating. Yeah, I don't think so. They were eating. They were eating, and they look over, and they kind of had a disgusted look on their face, and got up and left. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe he farted. Know, that's something I'm. Mean, do you missed. think? Wait a minute. Do you think that? <laughs> you think he came to the table and farted? <laughs> no, no i don't i don't know doesn't that kitchen area make you think of andor just the way everything's structured and where the yeah. rooms are like that i had I had a vibes of the andor it's like its own mm-hmm. little prison man it really is it's, <laughs> the clones are really being held captive if you think about it I mean, it's all they know well the name the name of the episode the solitary clone i think it refers to crosshair and cody honestly but when we open mm. up the episode, we see Crosshair oh. by himself in his room. He wakes up and he he puts his feet on the on the ground, almost like he's in solitary confinement. It's I think this it mm. really does kind of allude to a prison. Yeah, yeah, but I mean I don't know. To me, it reminded me of um that scene with uh Bill Burr in uh, the Mandalorian where he's yeah. he's like posing as a captain or an officer. That's what it, it looked the same. Just a regular old empire. I mean, the empire aesthetic is prison, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Space prison. But yeah, Blake, I'm glad you said that, though, because so we see at different times throughout this episode that the solitary clone, it goes back and forth between Crosshair, and then at other moments it appears to be Cody, because he, he's questioning the empire and what they're doing. Is this right? Is this okay? Yeah, and then... Commander Cody is the uh, leader at the beginning of the of the squad, and then when he leaves and he goes by himself solitarily, uh, exactly Crosshair Crosshair gets his gig back as the leader of the leader of his platoon. So now he's not solitary anymore. He's got his guys back with him, his his men. <laughs> One thing I I want to pick up on: we now kind of know where this um, story is taking place. Uh, last. Last episode of Dork Wars, we were kind of questioning, well, has it been months? Has it been a year? Has it been weeks? So it's at least been a month. I would say maybe two months because, like we said, 32 cycles, 32 days. That's how long Crosshair was stranded on Camino. They pick him up, and he's been there long enough to get released for duty. So maybe a couple medical, weeks after medical that. Medical clearance, yeah. So somewhere between a month and two months after the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we actually got a place for this now in the timeline a little bit. So did y'all hear like while they're eating breakfast or whatever, did you hear that throwaway line about them voting on the defense recruitment bill? Yes. Yes. And the clones do not want this to happen. They do not want this to go through because the more beginning of the end. Yeah. Because they know they're getting pushed out. I, I feel like all the clones understand that they're about to be pushed out. I think there's gonna, that's why I think there's going to be a clone rebellion. I mean, I feel like we're planting seeds for this 
we've been planting seeds since the first season, but it's really picked up in these last few episodes. And you see it, the, the TK troopers, the TK troopers are normal people. Any, anybody that's a TK trooper has a designation TK because they're just regular. Well, not, they're not civilians, but they're, they're regular people in the empire. CC are the designations for the clones. And I'm sure you could pick out who who were the, the TK troopers and who were the CC troopers. Yeah, the TK troopers have that funky-looking early-stage Stormtrooper armor. That's a new armor. It's not really new. It was actually... So, this armor is a callback to Ralph McQuarrie's original designs for Stormtroopers for A New Hope. His original concepts for Star Wars back in the 70s. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And I, I, I like I like the callback. I think it's a it's an honor to Ralph McQuarrie. And they look slick. I think it's slick looking. I, I like I like the way they use it as a transition armor. And another thing, first off, that battle between the battle droids and pretty much Crosshair and Cody was fantastic. I think that's one of the best battles I've seen. But Crosshair shooting shooting down the barrel of that tank and exploding it. And Cody just looking oh, yeah. up on people, the grenades that, that they use to roll them. Yeah, Cody says, hey, man, did you just fart before we got off the ship? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Cross. He's like, well, did you shoot down the barrel of that gun? Yeah, he did. He said, no, he's, no, he's shooting down the barrel of that gun. He did say that. Um, but then the way they, wait, the way they worked themselves up the, that spiral staircase and kill all the clones, mm-hmm. that was cool, dude. And then I think my favorite... Favorite part of this battle is when Cody throws the uh, that reflector in the air, and he's like, "He's like, well, where do you want me to throw?" It? He's like, "Just throw it," and he throws it. And <laughs> Crosshair <laughs> takes that shot, and it ricochets and destroys the tactical droid. <laughs> that was cool. Like that was cool. Just throw it. And it was very creative and very, very resourceful. It was classic yeah. Crosshair. And I tell you what, guys, we're, we're there's two episodes in a row that Disney shot someone point blank on screen. Oh man, that whole bit with uh, the wannabe governor, the imperial governor of uh, Groton. Yeah, Groton, because he's rotten. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> what a punk, man! Like he seemed like a little spoiled little entitled brat. <laughs> he, I mean, he's probably the son of some high-ranking officer or something in the empire. It's no more proof that these inhibitor chips they're failing. Well, what gets me is Cody puts down his gun, takes his helmet off. He's like, "We can do this peaceably. We can do yeah. this peaceably." And then she she's given up hope on peace. And then she sees that gesture and she's like, "You know what? Maybe we can." So she lets him go. She lets the the Imperial Governor Groton go. And then immediately he's like, "Shoot her! Shoot her! <laughs> Quick!" Yeah, yeah, and Cody wouldn't do it. Cody's like, "Nah, dude. Like, I, I just, I gave her my word I wouldn't do it." And then just, that's it. Crosshair took care of business, man. But I didn't. Good soul, just follow orders. Then the yeah, then the most savage part was put her body in the square so everyone can see what happens. I'm like. Yeah, it's the empire, man. Hanging them up. The empire rule by fear. All right. So, any final thoughts on uh, the solitary clone before we move on? That was a good episode, man. Like, 
it, it had it all. It had good action. It had good suspense. And just like, again, uh, this season, it ended with a, I, I, it ended with a wow factor. Like, wow, that actually just happened. Yeah. And we'll get to our ratings later. But Andrew, any final thoughts on this? No, I mean, I stick to pretty much everything I already said. Um, uh, it's a great episode. Yeah. And I'm just going to follow, follow on the bantha back of uh, Wesley over here. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of disagreeing with us tonight, man. We we're loving this stuff. We're loving it. That's I disagree. I think there's been I think there's been some disagreement. <laughs> like Trojan horse. I've hated this episode. Yeah, I think I think it's nice for us to agree every once in a while. I bet Grant and Diedrich would have ganged up on us and been like, "They suck." Yeah, somebody hated this episode for some silly reason. But <laughs> let's let's move on to lighter things, and that is Bad Batch season two, episode four, entitled faster because they're going fast brilliantly titled that's what every girl likes uh, fast and loose <laughs> punctual as usual <laughs> never a minute late <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's scary scary when they're late <laughs> I love you guys. We're the best three. We're the best three. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Was... But um we only get half of the bad batch in this episode. We get Tech and Wrecker and Omega. 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 But this is a this is a family show, sort of. Ish. You're right. But I think this episode teaches us a lot. Uh, we, we get some things. It's mostly filler, I think. I think this episode is fun and light yeah. after such a heavy episode. I mean, episode three. And really two heavy episodes. Episode two uh, of The Bad Batch, The Ruins of War, was not a very light episode. I mean, the ending of that was pretty dark. <laughs> the entirety of episode three was dark. Solitary Clones, a very dark episode. So I think it's great that we kind of got back to the fun side of... Uh, of the bad badge. I agree. And I see, you know, I said something about filler episodes. I'm not saying this is a filler episode because I don't think it is. I think it's actually uh, very good to kind of introduce us into how they're just bonding and they're just kind of becoming a team. Um, but I enjoyed it. But we get a lot of hints, man. We get a lot of hints at some stuff because Sid is not as great yeah. a person as you think. Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't ever think yeah. anyone was like, oh my God, she's a great person. She's on, she kind of works in the underbelly of the galaxy, but you always get this feeling like she's <laughs> this pretty good person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a funny theme to the whole thing. Story was that, you know, Sid has this dark past and it's like, well, yeah, obviously the crowd she hangs out with and the line of work she's in, obviously she has some kind of past. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get it, but I think it's it's more it's darker than we would have thought. Or she's betrayed someone. Maybe she betrayed information on the Jedi in Order yeah. sixty six. Or maybe, maybe I th I think this sets her up to betray the Bad Batch to the Empire. That's I mean, yeah, I think that's a big possibility. I kind of thought that in season one here and there, like that was going to happen. Because mm. I mean, the Empire at some point is going to offer some big money to get the Bad Batch off their back. Yeah, we get to see some uh, riot racing, and I have one thing to say about this: this is not pod racing. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I would have much rather seen pod racing. Why didn't they just bring pod racing back? Uh, uh, can one of you guys explain the difference here? Like, I, I, my pea brain couldn't distinguish the difference. Well, they don't have <laughs> pods or turbines. They just they're just speeders that go fast. Uh, I think technically they're still they like got the weapons. same thing. I think they're called. But they got like, weapons. Yeah, that's what they I'm did saying. have weapons. They yeah. got weapons. Yeah. See, I like pod racing because you weren't allowed to like shoot at the other racers, but you could like do dirty things behind. Like it was all on the low. Like you had to be real sneaky about it. Here it's just like, no, nah, I'm going to blow you up with guns. <laughs> but I much prefer pod racing myself. The old fashioned clean racing back in the day. That's right. <laughs> Back back when they were just racing for fun, um, but it was never for fun. It was for money and gangsters. Yeah, the... I don't really like the race in itself, but I do like some of the characters they introduced. Yeah, I kind of wish they you could have those characters. Yeah, with in the pod racing, but it is what it is. Did you see the battle droid, uh, protocol droid mix character? Yeah, yeah. It reminded you of of C three PO when he got C-3PO. his head torn off. Yeah, you're talking about te- the guy with the three eyes. You're talking about Teo? No, no, uh, no, no, no. The when they're when Tech's when Tech after Teo dies after he or he's a droid after he gets uh, run over when they're introducing the other racers. One of the racers is a protocol droid with a battle droid, a B one battle droid head on it. Yep. <laughs> It had like it looked like it had like war paint on it. Like <laughs> Yeah. But it looks a lot like the uh droid from uh Attack, Attack of the Clones when uh C three PO gets his head popped off and they screw the battle droid head yeah. on C three PO. So I think it's a cool cool callback. And they had just a regular pro- protocol droid was racing. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's a black market for battle droids then. There's gotta be. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Um, they're, they're, they, I mean, they're, they've just gone out of commission though. I mean, it hasn't been, I mean, a couple months. So maybe they've, I don't know, maybe they started selling them. I didn't know protocol droids could like operate machines like that. Yeah. Or be, or be good at it. I mean, like really good at it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it didn't seem like their function. I agree with you. I get the I get the battle droid headed one maybe. I don't know. I think it just depends. I feel like if an R two D two unit or a lot of those R two units can just have a little thing that sticks out that it plugs into and it controls from that. Why couldn't a C three unit or whatever, whatever they're called, yeah. you know, do the same it's thing? Protocol droid. It's all about yeah. the stinger. Protocol droids, yeah. But I mean, you get a mix of droids and humans, or not humans, droids and organic beings. In this race, organic means. Well, I like the introduction of Teo. I thought Teo was actually a pretty cool character. Very confident. Uh, fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Teo was uh, voiced by Ben Schwartz, a comedian no. from like Parks and Rec, and yeah, yeah, um, Sonic. Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear it now. Yeah, yeah. And then also, since we're on the subject, just bringing up another. Super famous comedian, Ernie Hudson, from the Ghostbusters. He played like the, uh, what's his name, uh, Grinny? I don't know the last name. Grinny, he's like the lead team of Sid's team. He's like the lead of Sid's team, the big 
They look like uh, the thing. I don't know what the race is called. Oh, that's not Sid's game. That I can't remember what the guy's no. name. Oh. The, the guy who the guy who kind of kidnapped Sid. Yeah, Sidarin. Yeah, it's Sid's. It, it's like a. It's like part of his gang, but he's like yeah. part, he's like the riot racing. He's like the team lead for the riot racing. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah his voice sounded familiar. I just couldn't recognize it, like like from where. But at the beginning of this episode, we get Wrecker and Omega gambling over Hollow Chest, and Wrecker goes down double or nothing. You know, on the on the mints, the what the the Maori mints. Mm-hmm. And um, we see later on that when they're when they're trying to get Sid back, when her racer loses and they take her hostage, oh, we'll give you double or nothing. So now, oh, Omega takes, Omega takes a page out of Wrecker's book. To to get Sid back, I didn't catch that. That was the, yeah, good, yeah, That's good callback there. Yeah. So this, so uh, in the first episode, she's getting life lessons from Tech that help her on the ship. Or later in in episode two, remember, um, in this episode, she learns about taking risks and chances, like Wrecker. So she's taking that from him. So I think I think we're gonna get some more Omega fun times with her with her fun uncles and dad, Hunter and the boys. I'd like <laughs> I'd like to explore a topic that we had talked about like many, many episodes ago, but do we really think that Omega's never gonna have any connection to the force? Do we think that they're ever gonna explore that? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't know. I I go back and forth on this all the time. Cause I thought that was the I thought that was the whole thing at the beginning of the show, like of season one, I thought that was gonna be the whole thing. But yeah. yeah, it's so it's going to be a twist. Yeah, and I'll be surprised if they incorporate that now, because really the Bad Batches has not been about the Jedi or the Force. It's been more about the clones' perspective. So, um, to introduce that theme now, I I think it'd be kind of weird. But we'll see. See, I agree with you, but also you got to think. At this point, Jedi are super rare. So right now, she wouldn't be. But what I'm thinking is, as a rise of a Jedi later on in her life, is there any chance? Because we know... Hold on. So I don't want to make this statement because I actually don't know if it's true. Do we know how long the Bad Batch survived? Nope. I have no idea. No. There's, there's no. there's no canon about how long they survived. So really, they could go on and on. They could. Okay. They could retire on a ranch on Tatooine. We don't know. I still think it's a possibility. I think that it could happen later, later, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. You're right. I, yeah. And I agree with you. It's, I don't think we'll see it in the Bad Batch, the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I think that us not knowing what happens to Omega or the Bad Batch is, is, is great. I, I love that part uh, of yes. the Bad Batch. Yes. Because it feels like yeah, it's, it's an that open-ended earlier, story. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. It's not. It's rare in Star Wars now because we kind of know watching Andor, we know what's going to happen. The whole point is happening, right. and that's why you know we love it because they did a good job on that part. Right. But I mean, I agree clone, with you. the Clone Wars. We know what we know what happens in the Clone Wars. We know what we know what the end of that is. It's Episode Three, Obi One. Um, yeah, Obi One. Obi One. Uh, it ended, but we know where it goes. Obi One will eventually. Spoiler alert for A New Hope. He's eventually going to go into Death Star, and Vader's going to kill him. See, I don't know where Ahsoka's going to go, so that's that's going to be that way for me. It'll all be new for me. 
nobody knows what happens to Ahsoka at this point. I I think it's it's great. It's great storytelling. She may survive to the sequel trilogy. Who knows? She may not. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if next week maybe we'll get a uh, a look at what Hunter and Echo are up to while they're away. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll get a whole standalone for them. Yeah, I think I think it would be fitting. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. To kind of see who the Bad Batch are now when Omega's not around, I think I think it would be neat to see how they conduct themselves and what they do. You know what? Because for so long, their whole identity has been to keep this girl safe. And even when they go on their missions, it was, Omega, stay in the ship. We're going to take care of this. Be the lookout, you know. And now she's kind of getting into the role of being part of the Bad Batch. She's a warrior now. She's fighting alongside of them. So to see them outside of their role. Sid's uh, driver, Teo, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, Teo, Teo is something else, man. I think I actually cheered when he got ran over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want to watch this Joy drive. I want to watch. Um, I was hoping it would be Omega driving. Yeah, that was so like. If they had Omega drive, I would have been like, okay, who is this? Anakin? Like, yeah, come on, man. yeah, yeah. She would have been force sensitive, right? But one thing I will say about Riot Racing, it cannot be as hard or as intense as pod racing because as we know <laughs> Anakin could only do it as a human because of force sensitivity so oh. maybe tech's force sensitive <laughs> maybe it's been tech oh it was God. tech all along but I just thought about how um, you know Omega said double or nothing and we get to keep Sid so she pretty much volunteered like her team without having anything to back it up it worked out but it just funny yeah like double the money like you were just complaining two episodes ago how you guys are broke <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess he got I guess he got wrecker in tech if they lost I don't know but uh, does anyone have any final thoughts on episode four, Faster? <laughs> My favorite part was when Teo died the second time. And then <laughs> everyone goes and looks at his body and like, I don't think he's going to be able to race. <laughs> <laughs> Something so simple. It's a simple joke, but it's perfectly yeah. timed. Very punctual, much like our friend Wesley. <laughs> Oh, I think it was a good episode. I mean, it wasn't the best episode. Probably maybe like a six or a seven, you know. But I don't think it was as bad as some of the filler episodes in season one. Well, it, I don't even know if it's... I don't, I don't know. It, it's half filler, I think. I think we need that groundwork for Sid. Like I said, I think this is kind of the basis for something she's going to do in the future. I mean, you could say that about all the filler episodes in the other one. It's still a filler episode technically i don't want to call it a filler filler episode because i enjoyed it you know what i mean oh yeah it's it's not bad i mean they're clone wars i mean clone wars is full i mean we got six seasons and a lot of that filler episodes i mean mace windu and jar jar binks going on adventures together yeah that's filler dude that's filler so i don't i don't think filler is bad i just think people now are like oh my gosh there's filler and it's like well there's you know, it's not that much. You only get like eight to twelve episodes of this thing a season. So 
there's might maybe there's two or three episodes that are filler and the rest are driving the story. I mean, I think that's a good ratio. Yeah, I mean, filler, I hardly know her. <laughs> so let's get into the ratings. Let's rate these episodes. Let's first rate Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 3, The Solitary Clone. Wesley, what do you give this thing out of 10? What was my rating last week? Uh, seven. I don't remember. Seven? Okay. It was seven. It was seven. Okay, I'll give this one a seven and a half. Really? The solitary clone? Yeah. I think you misunderstood. Should we restart? <laughs> no, okay. So the reason I'll elaborate. The reason I say seven and a half is because like I really enjoyed episode two. Um, I thought that was a good episode. And then this one, I think it was comparable to that one in ways. Um, you know, with uh, the surprise ending and, you know, Disney putting these dark themes in the episodes. I, I really like that. Um, and yeah, so I'll make it a little bit higher than last week's grade. Seven and a half. Was it the best Star Wars I've ever seen? I don't know, but it was good. I really liked it. Well, if, it, if it's not the best Star Wars you ever seen, it, it can't be because you gave some episodes of Boba Fett like nine. So, obviously, <laughs> you don't think it's the best you've ever seen. Huh. So, Andrew, what is your rating for episode three, The Solitary Clone? Well, I know what you're going to give, Blake, but I can't be a contrarian. I got to go with my gut. I'm giving this one a 10. Ooh. And I'm giving it a 10 because, you know, Wesley's giving it an unreasonable 7.5 because he last week had a super low score for some reason on a great episode. Who knows why? You had had the same rating as he did last episode. (laughs) That's true. Did I? Yeah, we yeah. both did seven. But yeah. a, a no, seven's a good grade, good. though. And I gave you 7.1. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, well, maybe I did. I don't know. I I don't know. I enjoyed this one a little bit more, in my opinion. I just, I don't know. But yeah. for me, I'm giving it a 10 on a, not because I, I don't think the episode was a 10. I think the episode's an eight. But I think that they need to continue doing episodes like this. And not that my opinion matters, and they're going to start doing more episodes like this because I'm saying this, but I just... I whole, whole, wholeheartedly feel that they need to go in a darker adult direction with these animated series, the animated series, not, I mean, they're doing that with the live action, but like, it just, it really pulls me in. It was hard for me to watch Clone Wars because there's a lot of childlike episodes. Did you watch season It's just because I got into it too late. Did you watch season seven? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I watched all the seasons, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I can't sit there and start it from season one and just watch it all i wasn't i didn't watch it when i was a kid you know what i mean i get it um but like this as an adult i can enjoy it awesome well you don't know me as great as you think you do andrew because i'm gonna give it a 9.5 and uh yeah and i mean i don't know i I think 10 is just like one of those ungettable things for me i mean I i don't think i've ever read anything at 10 it really have to like blow my mind, you know. But it, it was—I mean, I'm it, loose it, with my tent. It did blow my mind. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're loose. You just hand them out. But I love—I <laughs> love the way we see Crosshair and 
uh, Cody interact. I think they are a good foil for each other. Like Wesley has said earlier, we really get the thought process of the clones and what they're going through. And no, they're not just another number in this army. They're not just a battle droid like soldier where you can just give them orders and they f follow them blindly. They have thoughts, they have feelings, and they can be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I love these themes, the darker themes, like Andrew was talking about. Great things for this show, and it's the the darker themes really bring it home for me. I think they're setting up some really great story arcs, especially with Cody. I want to know where he goes. I mean, because we don't know what happens with Cody either. We don't we don't know how Cody dies or ends. We have no idea. That's wide open. So nine point five. I guess we'll we'll go around Robin. We'll go back to uh, Wesley here on episode four, faster. Yeah, um, I'll give it, I'll give it just a solid five. Eh. Okay. <laughs> like if it ever came on TV again, you know, would I get excited to watch it? Probably not. But it was oh. a fine episode. Andrew, what is your rating? For the Bad Batch season two, episode four, faster. Um, uh, once again, right on the Bantha's back, Wesley's opinion. Hey, I'm gonna have to go with a five, and that's only because I mean, as soon as he said like, if this came on again, would I watch it? Literally, my first thought was nah. So I, <laughs> it's hard for me to argue with that logic. Um. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's not a terrible episode. Again, I, right. like, I'll give. You know what? <laughs> Darn it! I'm giving it. I'm giving it a six. I'm gonna give it a six because I think there needs to be more filler episodes like this. This is a good filler episode. <laughs> awesome! Awesome! <laughs> I, I'm gonna split you guys. I get. I guess if and, I, I'm gonna take Andrew as a six. Andrew gave it a six. Everyone. I'm going to go 5.5. I'm going to come right down the middle of you guys because I would probably watch this again. I might later on, if I do a rewatch of the Bad Batch, I'll probably watch this again. It was funny. I like the cameos uh, of the, uh, I like seeing the battle droid, protocol droid hybrid. It was pretty cool. The racing was pretty cool. The action was all right. But uh, I think it lays down some some dark pasts for Sid, like darker than we thought. Like it, it really sets something up. So there is something to be had in this episode. They're, they're they're laying the groundwork. But at the same time, it was you know kind of fillery, full of jokes. It was funny. I thought the episode was funny, but it was just an episode that kind of builds up to something. Not not really the culmination of things. If that makes sense, it's not much of a payoff. I felt like a Blake 10 the elusive 10 for Blake is like the Christmas holiday special I think that's a Blake 10 a Blake 10 Christmas mm -hmm. holiday special <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I think I think, uh, I think Bad Batch is going in a great direction though so big hype yes I, I'm enjoying it next week's gonna be fun so let's turn it over to Master Yoda for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Mmm, fart. <laughs> <laughs> 
The word of the week is. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about farts for a minute there. Uh, crosshair, maybe stinking up the table before he or his other phone friends walked away. Yes. Believe it, I do. Great wisdom you have. Yeah, I mean, I didn't bring <laughs> it up. I think, uh, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of childish, though. I mean, to, re to really... Yoda, with all those beans you ate on Dagobah, did you have the musical fruit? Hmm. Fart? Yoda never does. Above that he is. Alright, Master Yoda, that's... That's the bait. I bet you fart. Mm, no. Slander this is. Lies. Alright, well, this is taking an odd turn. Uh, so this has been another great episode of Dork Wars the Podcast. Go check out our social medias, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Just type in Dork Wars the Podcast and they'll pop up. We love to see comments from you guys. Likes. Uh, we love chatting with those who listen. We're really trying to push our YouTube page. Go check that out. We do lives every other Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Talk about any and everything. Go check out DoorCoursThePodcast.com where you can find everything Dork Wars. And we appreciate you, the listeners. Without you, none of this would even matter. You guys are the best listeners in the galaxy. Thank you. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars The Podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars The Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Yes, I love new species. Production.